day and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. All right, good morning, everyone. Thanks, uh, band, legendary musicians. Wish we all had more talent than we did like them, but thank you. How are we all doing? Sunday morning. Really? That bad, hey? <laughs> That's kind of the response if it was on Monday morning. You'd be like, Ey. Sunday morning, there's still chance. Redeem the weekend, cracking sunshine. I won't preach too long, so you'll be able to get out and uh, enjoy the Sunday Arvo. So. Uh, how are we doing? Sunday morning. Yes. Good times. Oh, well. Well, we're in uh, August, which is really, really cool. Um, the, the year is slipping away in the best way possible. And, uh, well, almost. I'm warning you. July the 29th, head of the game. It's a good time to be alive and serving God. We're going to uh, look through a few scriptures this morning. Um, and as we do that, let's just uh, pray and devote this time to the Lord. Father God, we thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for this great time together. Thank you for each beating heart, each soul, each person that's in this room, Lord, that we get to uh, enjoy and walk the journey together. Lord, help us this morning to see something of you, uh, maybe something more clearly, another aspect or facet of you, or maybe remind us of something, God, that we knew and we know, uh, but might have got a bit dusty. And so, Lord, we thank you that you are the ever-living God. We thank you that today is the day you've made. We do rejoice. We're glad in it. Uh, We're excited that you made today. And uh, we're thrilled to be part of it and part of your kingdom today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So I'm calling this one living faith or transferring faith, a living faith. Um, Josh, last week mentioned about whatever grows, grows. And I love that. So much in life. There's so many keyboard warriors now. There's so many uh, theoreticians, you know, people that love theory. Uh, But really, at the end of the day, even our own opinions you know, uh, they don't, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't actually change anything except what's actually working and what we're actually doing. Uh, and so I, I love to try and do that litmus test back on, okay, what, what's actually happening in my life? I love that thought that Pastor Josh shared about whatever grows, grows. We can pretend things, but whatever grows actually is what's actually happening and that's what actually grows. You know, you can think it's uh, clean fill. If you've heard, seen those signs around to get that for your site, but whatever grows, grows, you'll find out it's not clean fill or uh, there's other seeds that are in that ground you can think you can we can espouse great ideals but what's actually the residue in our life uh you know that what's happening around us and in us and through us uh, um you know uh you can think that you're uh, you're in good shape but who knows sometimes you need some personal grooming because whatever grows grows <laughs> i love the scripture that we're walking through as our banner verse this year in Daniel 11, uh, 32, it says, Those who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Knowing God, it's not just a, a, a one-time event that we, uh, we kind of clip the ticket. Um, we, you know, we get the membership when we're a kid or whenever we uh, find out about God and then we just carry on with life. It's not just our get-out-of-jail-free uh, card at the end of life. It's not like one of those other cards in your wallet that suddenly you're not aware of until you need it. You know, you know, it's actually something that's a living faith, and uh, I think that's where, that's the challenge also, because uh, when we keep God theoretical, or if we just keep Him spiritual, it's very easy when we keep Him spiritual. 
God, we good? Yeah. We can carry on with life without any change or without any effort. Uh, the challenge is with actually putting him, not just leaving him as, as spiritual, but actually getting God in earth. And that is what we, we want to get him in earth. You know what I mean? Like in our earth. And uh, Psalm, chapter, uh, Psalm 8 verse 1 says this, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in heaven. No, it says how excellent is your name in all the earth. You know, we can, it's easy, we can all agree very simply that God's, God is excellent in heaven. His name is excellent in heaven and, and all his promises for us are great, yes, and all that. But when it, when it comes to earth, that's where we end up fighting. That's where we end up getting, uh, it's, it's the wrestle and the, the blood and the spit and the sweat and the grit and where things don't work like they, we thought they would in theory or things take longer or we're not sure, quite sure about God. If we keep it spiritual, we're very sure about God. But when it comes to earth, then it starts to get complicated uh, or we, we fall short. Um, but I love this verse where it says, oh Lord, how lo- our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. And I'd love that to be our cry this morning, that God, your, that your name be excellent in earth, in earth, in my earth. What's my earth? Well, my body's, you know, in Genesis says that our body literally is made of soil. It's a pile of dirt. Uh, it's this mud bucket, you know. Uh, don't agree with me. It's also fearfully and wonderfully made, but, you know, it's in earth. God took of the dust of the earth, breathed into it, a living soul. You know, that's what, that's what happened. Uh, maybe your earth is, you know, the, the, the resource down on this earth that you have control of, things that have come out of the earth whether that's through the timbers and the metals and everything else like that. It might be your car, might be your house, might be uh, your clothes, might be uh, your quarter acre block, or if you live down at any, any new developments, 150 square metre block, you know. Aura. Has anyone looked down at Aura at Caloundra? You go, gee, that's actually really... You go down there, oh, wow. They actually give you a shoebox, and that's... Build your house on that. <laughs> so it's in our earth, and I want God and His name to be excellent in my earth because that's what transfers. That's a living faith. If someone, like if you were on, on trial to be a follower of Christ, would there be any evidence in earth? You know what I mean? And that's what we're going to look at today, that there's, there's a private and a public side to faith. There's a you, and, and we need to do both. There's a, a walk it alone, as in it's a, a personal walk with the Lord and a, a belief in Him and a faith walk and that, that uh, you don't need some intermediary to talk with God or to, to be with God and His desire for you is to walk and talk with you. Uh, at the same time, though, that's, it's not just to do that and it not affect other people or to not celebrate it with other people. At the same time, it's not all public and God only exists on the platform. But he also, if this is all that God is, that we miss out on massive amounts because it is a personal walk and a private walk. And there's a lot of scriptures about uh, praying to God. In, you know, go into your closet. Where, don't do it for the uh, accolades of, of human beings, but do it and your Father will hear you know, when you talk to him in private. So there's both. But I, I find that there's a tendency where uh, most of us tend to lean one way or the other and then we, whatever is our favourite, then we push towards it further and further. And the, 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 the power in a living faith, in a transferring faith, is in actually cross-pollinating the both. So if you love to spend time with God by yourself, then don't become a hermit. And if you love church, if you're like, oh, this is amazing, but then you actually don't talk to him during the week, you're like, I've got to wait till Sunday because then I need to connect with God again. Just that. And it's like, I encourage you, open your Bible during the week. Say good day to him in the morning. He's probably got some great advice for you in the morning before you mess up another Wednesday. You know, 
And so what the power is in actually doing both. And we, we tend to have preferences, but we can strengthen our faith. And maybe when in some of our frustrations about what we're doing, maybe they're, they're coming because we're leaning in our preference too much rather than broadening our scope. You know what I mean? Sometimes you might go to the gym, you might. And, uh, and if you do, you'll have your little favorite thing. You know what I mean? Maybe it's that one muscle that you can insty and, you know, and... But who knows if you get a personal trainer, they'll probably tell you to do something else that you don't like. You know what I mean? I'm like, I want, to, I, want to, I want it all up here. And then you see, you know, you see these guys with twig legs and then they're just... It's like someone's going to tell them. Now, I don't have anything. It's all twig on me. So, again, no criticism. I'm just saying if we can broaden our, our approach, we get a great well-balanced kind of thing happening. And God wants that. He doesn't want God to be excellent in, in, in heaven, just in heaven. He, our, our, uh, the impetus on us is to see God's name be excellent in the earth and not just nature. Oh, you know, you can walk out in nature and say, God, you're amazing. He is, yeah. But he's also amazing in the shops. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't, you don't have to live in the Sahara Desert for God to be amazing. You don't have to live in the National Park for God to be amazing. Uh, you, can actually li- you can actually enjoy him with other people as well. You can enjoy him uh, in community and in uh, urban life as well. And that's where a lot of the power actually earths out in whatever is your preference, doing the other. <laughs> doing the other. Matthew chapter 6 Verse 9 says this, In this manner therefore pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. We, don't want God's, we know God's a nice guy, nice person. He, he loves us. See, that sounds nice, but then it's like, okay, well, I want that now here. It, there's, a, there's, a, there's a challenge to that. There's a feeling uh, uh, where, oh, okay, there's pressure now. Well, is it God's will if it doesn't happen? Am I forcing? Am I squeezing out a healing? Like, you know what I mean? Where's the pressure? How do we exercise our faith? You know what I mean? Like sometimes you, you want to strengthen that walk with God, but how does that feel? Is it just, you know, reading your Bible all day and then is that like the, toke, the badge of spirituality? Well, I've, I did pray and fast for, for you know, uh, for you yesterday, oh, but I'm telling you. No, I mean, it can be that. There's, it, you know, Jesus talked about all these things. There's things to strengthen our life. There's, there's praying, there's fasting, there's reading our Bible. But often, what the great test is what's, what's growing. Whatever grows, grows. Theories don't grow. Whatever grows, grows. Well, actions will grow. You know, and there's a great challenge across the earth today with the next generation finding faith and, and carrying on the faith of their forefathers, their parents, their grandparents and stuff like that. And it's because we had ideals um, but it was the challenge is in inculcating that into the next generation. We can think they believe, I can think my kids believe everything I believe, but I can guarantee you they don't because I'm assuming things, but what translates to them is what I'm actually doing. You know what I mean? If, they, if they've never, and again, it's not for them to see me read my Bible, but if they've never seen me read my Bible, how can I, what I um, and me assume that they're going to, be kids of the word. You know what I mean? There's, and I'm not going to like beat them, you know, and force them to do that. But again, what is the example that I'm setting? There was a quote that's saying that example isn't the most important thing in teaching. It's the only thing. <laughs> it's the only thing. So much, I mean, you know, uh, we, we want the best for other people and often we're not doing it ourselves. The best advice, 
that you would have for other people, that I would have for other people, I hope, like, let's take our own advice. You know what I'm saying? Let's take our own advice. Well, you've got great advice, and if someone came to you in need, I'm sure in compassion you would say some great things to them. And often we do that, and we're not even doing it ourselves. You know what I mean? We're still struggling in that area. There's great common sense advice. There's great godly advice. Uh, and, and yet I think sometimes we need to get better at the doing than just the, the theories. And so we want Lord, our, his name to be excellent in all the earth. And there it says that your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now, I know that there's a God factor in that, that he has to manifest himself. His will is beyond, you know, his promises are beyond my ability to just bring them all to pass myself. It's not like I don't need God. I need God. I need God to fulfill his word. At the same time, there's principles and there's precepts that when he highlights something to me, that I need to actually do something about. If he does say to, say to you, forgive someone, well, then I need to actually forgive. If he does say to give, then I need to actually give. I need to get God's excellence into earth. And that's how, and, and, and a, a gauge, because again, that sounds really ethereal. A gauge is what is growing. <laughs> Whatever grows, grows. What, the seeds actually grow. Things that are actually here grow. And so if nothing's growing in an area, then are we actually initiating the seed process in life, in change? God's will in earth as it is in heaven. What would God's will look like if it was in earth as it is in heaven? If it's here, what would God do? You know what I mean? So much of our praying is like we're so disconnected from God. God, I need you to help. If he was here, if he was just hanging out with us this morning, what would he do? Great starting point. How would he act when something bad went down? How would he act when it looked like there wasn't enough? How would he act if someone was attacking you? Just a great starting point. You know, I mean, you can carry the, the, the band, but you know, what would Jesus do? It's actually a great thing. Because the, the good thing is he is actually... He is in your life. And when he walked around on planet Earth, that's pretty much most of what he said. His main message was the kingdom of God's actually here. Don't wait for it. It's here. Oh, but it doesn't look like it's here, Jesus. Yeah, well, it's here. Well, I know, I know that you could do it, but like, will you? Would you actually want me to be healed? Yeah, I'm, yeah of course, I'm, I will. Bam, healing. Romans 12, in, uh, in youth, all this term, we're looking at the concept of not of this world. And uh, scripture, our, our, our scripture for that is Romans 12, 1 and 2. And it says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Heard that? Have you heard of that before? That scripture? It's a good one. Really good one. And we can get confused because we, we try to make things more complicated than they are. And there's, like, God has a will. If I'm in a room, there's only, there's, I have a, one will, like what I want. If I don't want it, I don't want it. But yet, sometimes when we talk, to, with, uh, talk about the things of God, we have these different versions of his will. Like uh, here, it says that you present your body a living sacrifice. 
And part of that, you won't be conformed to this world, but you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So God has will, but it's proved in that process when we present our bodies. If you don't know what God's will is for your life, present your body as a living sacrifice. If you're not sure what he wants, I can guarantee you what he, what not, what he doesn't want is you succumbing to any temptation or pressure that you're under. And when you're not sure which way he wants you to do, great prayer. Lord, I submit my body to you. I, gi- I give it to you as, a, as a, a holy, a living sacrifice. And then you'll probably have an indication, no, that's a dumb idea. Should I go with that guy? Should I put that thing in my body, that substance, or do that thing, or let my body go through things? You know, in life, you're not, you're not uh, penalized or rewarded for what you think. You... you the consequences in life are according to what you put your body through. You can think about robbing a bank all you like. You'll be fine, still stay legal. Cops aren't against you. But if you drag your body, if you let your body rob a bank, then there's consequences. You know what I'm saying? Jesus said, why take thoughts saying? It's like there's thoughts, but then you're starting to try and build it. Don't start to put it into your body. Don't start to put it into words and then take action on it because then there's consequences. But thoughts are okay. As in thoughts will come, they're like birds, they'll fly over your head, but you can choose which one are going to nest in your hair. You know what I mean? So there's ideas that'll come. Not every thought you're thinking is you. This is the big sneaky thing. Sometimes you get a thought and you're like, oh, gee, I must be like that. No, you can actually say a thought. You can, you can have a thought and you can actually say, no, that, I don't want that thought. You can just go shopping with thoughts. It's a great thing to do. You think you're depressed. No, 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 it's just a thought. It's just a bad cloud that's just come past. And you can just, you can push it away. Like Jesus said, don't take the thought saying. But if you, there's a great thought and you're shopping, you can take that thought and you know how you take it? You say it. So there might be a thought saying, God's not real. You don't have to say that to everyone. Say it 10 times a day. What you can say, well, I'm, I'm, that's, not, that's not empowering, that's not going to help me. But then you can, this is the great thing, you can, you can guide your thoughts by the Word of God. So no matter what I'm feeling like, I can actually take a thought and say, Lord, oh Lord, my, your name is excellent in all the earth. And it actually makes my life more excellent. I get in my mouth, I get in my body. How can I make God's name more excellent in the earth? I don't know, I could probably have a shower, <laughs> be a better representation of Him, Maybe. Is God in cleanliness? I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, is there a step? See, when we start offering our body as a living sacrifice, it actually guides some of our, out of the, guides the murkiness that sometimes our minds put us through. And so that's step one is, oh, can we put that one back up? Sorry, you're hoping I'd moved on from that point, but I hadn't. <laughs> so it says that's reasonable. Again, how often we think if, if, God, if we get being challenged by godliness in our body, we think it's unreasonable. You know, the, the thought, pro- oh, God, you expect me to never do that? <laughs> Someone laughed too loud on that point. <laughs> no, it's good. Or, uh, or you know, you, you know, it's not even rules and regulations. You just know God's leading you. Know, you need to put that thing away. You need to stop eating so much of that thing, drinking so much of that thing, smoking so much of that, whatever it is watching so much of that thing, you know, and, and you're like, oh, man, why? You know what? Smash that thought. It's actually only reasonable. It's only reasonable. If your spouse says that something, man, you, you know, just, he's looking a little shabby, you know. 
don't get mad at them. Just say, actually, that's quite reasonable. You are being quite reasonable. I'm talking about females to the, to the men here. Sorry. I'm not having to go the other way. No, I'm saying, you know, if someone, says a, if someone loves us and they're, they're actually wanting to edify us, let's receive that. It's actually reasonable. But then what happens is don't be conformed to this world because otherwise we're interacting with this outside world. We're going to be conformed to it unless we have something of more substance on the inside of us that's going to be pushing out rather than the atmosphere on the outside is just going to be pushing us and making us, trying to get us to conform to the expectations of the world. So it says don't do that, right? But in, 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 uh, in contrast to that, offer your body as a living sacrifice. It's going to, you're going to avoid 90% of dramas in life, not all of them, but 90% of the dumb dramas in life if you offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is only reasonable. You're not even a hero for it. You're not a legend for doing that. It's actually just average. Sometimes we celebrate ourselves too early. We do like one good thing and then pop our chest out like, God, yes, man of God. He's like, no, 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 no. It's like kindergarten stuff, mate. Do that a thousand times and then, you know, we'll talk about how much of a hero you are. Okay, I've got to win the ladies back. Ladies, when, the boy, when, when we do the dishes once, we think we're a legend. <laughs> you know? Don't be reasonable. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? So that you can actually prove God's goodwill. His good and acceptable and perfect will. Because if we don't do that through our bodies and then renew our minds to it, we're actually going to come up with some other harebrained version of God's will that's got nothing to do with God's will. You heard the, heard the, heard the, the word or the term permissive will of God? That's, that's brain-dead stuff. That's not, that's not Bible. You know what permissive is? There's something I want, and then there's something, what's permissive is actually what I don't want. <laughs> like my kids, Daddy, can we do that? No, I actually want you to do this. I don't want you to eat all the cereal today five bowls of it. I just want you to do this. And then they sneak in and eat it. Oh, have I allowed that thing to happen? I've permitted it somehow. I didn't want it. It's going to hurt them. But sometimes we kind of try and invent versions of God's will that aren't his will. Well, he somehow still allowed it. So I think I got away with it. So God must be still cool with it. It must be his permissive will. He permitted it. It's like, no, no, no. The permissive will of God is sin. It's actually what he doesn't want for your life. You know what I mean? Sorry. Is it, is it only me that has had these kind of thoughts? <laughs> yes, only you. All right. Wow. So this process, if we don't do it, we're going to come up and, tell, and, and, and justify so many things as God's will. It's not his will at all. He wants the best for you, but he actually wants you to have some discipline. Uh, but you're not going to come up with great, God's great will, uh, letting your body rule you. You've actually got to do it by submitting your body to God as a living sacrifice. What does that mean? Holy, acceptable to God, which is reasonable. So to do that, getting God's name excellent in all the earth, in our earth, we can't leave him as a spirit. We've got to get God in soil. We've got to get God in flesh. And that's where, thinking about this, the basics, again, who, what are we translating to? To the next generation. There's several scriptures that talk about declaring God's greatness to the next generation. Um, I don't want my faith, and if God is real, I don't want that to die with me. I'd love to somehow see that continue on in the generations to come. Um, so the trick with that is to do both, uh, by yourself and with others. Our beliefs, our values, and I'm not even just talking about God, I'm just talking about your whole 
belief system, your values, what your life stands for. It has to somehow do both. It has to be by yourself and with others, alone and together. So pretty basic. If, if we were dealing with a, uh, an animal that had, that had nothing, like it was just a basic animal, how would I get to train that thing so that it would start to behave like me? You know, anything, a dog, a cat, a, you know, a monkey, whatever. I would, it's like monkey see, monkey do, so I would have to do some of that stuff myself. I'd also have to, like, say what I don't want or, or show what I don't want. Sometimes Eliza, I think she's in creche, so it's safe. She talks to the dogs. I'm like, they can't understand you. But they can understand a closed door. Or they can understand, you know what I mean, actual actions. And, uh, all right, I'm already in trouble. Because um, otherwise I find that we, we're behaving, otherwise we descend into behaving like that base animal. And so the dog's doing something, and then, uh, then you know, kids and, 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 and whoever else is in the family, my dog's called Darcy, one of them, and so in, the dog's barking, oh, 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 and then the family's going, Darcy, 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 Darcy. And I'm like, is this insanity? You know what I mean? Like, who is acting like a dog, like a, like a basic animal, you know? So that's why I'm, I walk in, grab the dog, and, go, and I just, you know, either set, uh, lovingly and carefully uh, outside or, <laughs> or whatever has to happen, right? Why? Because there's an action side to transferring and translating something into something else. And if we want our faith to be a living faith that's transferred into other people, we want to be evangelized, to actually share with other people the good news. It has to be built into our body and it's actually communicated through our body. And so you, we have to get our body doing some of these things, which we think are great things to do. But that's what I find is God prompting me back in the simple actions. So I wake up, I'm, oh, hey God, we good? Yep. And then I'm really busy. And he's like, how about you read a, like open your Bible and read a Psalm every day. And I'm like, yeah, good idea. Great idea, Lord. Anyway, I'm busy. I'm just going to get all this stuff done and then I'll get back to that psalm. He's like, no, 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 no. First thing in the morning, why don't you just read a psalm? You know, I I agree with you and that's what I would tell everyone else to do, Lord. Fantastic wisdom. But I'll just get through my to-do list. (laughs) See the tendencies? And I realized it was actually super hard to obey God in these simple behaviors because they're the first, some of the first things that will evaporate out of our life and our faith life. We get used to living by faith. We're like our faith with God is a memory versus an action. And it stops, the, the tragedy is that stops transferring and translating to other people. But then we can either err on one side of that. So yeah, I love to read my Bible by myself, but then I never do anything about it or never read it with other people. Or I love to read the Bible in church like this. Oh, it feels so good. But then if I never read it at home and it feels like the, the power is short-circuited, it's not earthing out it's not active and i tell you what the beauty where you've got those two things on the battery uh you know the what are those things called jumper leads the points on the battery the positive negative you put them together and then the power flows and to me our 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 walk with god is the same that it's got to be private and it's got to be uh public it's got to be alone and it's got to be together it's got to be by yourself and it's got to be with others and that's where it actually is it starts to live and there's so many scriptures that tell us about that. So uh, reading your Bible, praying, praying's good by yourself, but you've also, well, don't ever not, like, not pray with other people. Worshipping God, great. It's great to do it like this. It's also great. I love coming here when no one's here. 
It's actually my favourite time of the week. There's something about it. Helping others, whether it's a person or not, when the cameras are on you or when they're not, you know. Telling others how good God is. It's easy by yourself and or it's good with others, but it's actually got to be both. Sometimes you've got to be by yourself. As David said, soul, have hope. He reminded himself by himself how good God was, not just telling other people how good God was and he, him forgetting. Some of us, were giving out so much to other people and then we're actually going, I don't know if God's that good. <laughs> Why? Because we've got to do both. Discipling others by yourself and with others. Otherwise, we get these, these empty theories. <laughs> Public and private. This is how we have a living faith. It is a great test of whatever's growing. Whatever's, what is growing around our life? When we walk through a room, what, is it, what do we leave behind in that room? Is it changed? Is the atmosphere changed? Is it blessed? Uh, is it cursed? Is it worse? Is it better? Is it tidier? Is, it, is, it, is there more rubbish around? What, what does it look like? Psalm 78 says this, verse 2 to 4. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known, and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. Now, I've got kids, so there's a practical side. I know not all of us have kids in the household, uh, and you're blessed. But I'm just saying that um, I, in my season right now, I have kids at home. So literally, it is a huge challenge for me to go, how am I telling the generation to come the praises of the Lord? Because I, you know, I, when I'm home, I, I'm putting them to bed and doing all that. And often, I'm so tired that I'm like, okay, great, no night. And they're like, Dad, you forgot to pray. Uh, yeah, okay. And it's brilliant, and it's so challenging at the same time. Part of me is like, yes, I'm teaching them to pray. The other side is, I was too tired. I was happy to skip it. And they're the ones holding me, you know what I mean, to that level of the daily living faith, talking to God last thing at night. And I'm like, wow, just being really honest with you today, because this is where the, this is the moments where things happen, where it sparks out and, and faith and God's kingdom earths out into earth, or it doesn't. It just stays in this vacuous kind of ethereal realm, you know? Some people, they, they love to say they're Acts Christians, Book of Acts. I don't like the modern church. I love the Book of Acts church. We need to get back to the Book of Acts church, which means don't go to church. <laughs> uh, you know, because they think they all lived in tents or something back then. But the Book of Acts, in Acts, Acts uh, chapter 2, I love the end of the Book of Acts uh, uh, chapter 2. There's a great thing. The church is growing, all this kind of stuff. It says this, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having faith with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. It's a, yeah, absolutely. You've got to live faith in the house and house to house. But it's not either or. It's not like then don't go to the temple. And it's not live at the temple. My goodness. People get weird when they just live at the temple. You know what I mean? And not be out there as well. And not earth out faith in, in inter-houses and down the street. And you know what I mean? In the national park and in the shopping centres and all that kind of stuff. But I love that, again, it's that both. And holding both is such a powerful concept. And all I'm saying and my encouragement today is if you've got a leaning on one side, cross-pollinate. Your next step is just to, just to swing out. 
that if you're like, oh, I love coming to church, and then, but then life's miserable, well, get out on a weekday and go down somewhere in public and bless someone. You know what I mean? <laughs> get it in earth. And if you're all out there and then you're always, you know, you hate, you whinge it, go, oh, the church is never good enough. Yeah, it never, it's not. But don't disc- just, just, just swing by every now and then. <laughs> That's all. And just if we broaden out that, if we cross-pollinate, if you love one-on-ones but then, and, and you're effective in that way with your faith and you love getting together with people that you like, get together with someone you don't like. Or if you love the one-on-ones and, but you really struggle in a group, go to a group. Like that Speak Up course is brilliant. That's not for people who think they're good at it. That's for everyone else. If, you, if, that, if literally that slide makes you cringe when you're like, oh, public speaking, ah, speak up, sign up right now. Take your body through it right after church and sign up because it'll broaden. And it's in a supportive environment. It's not in front of a thousand people. It's probably in front of a dozen and, uh, and they're supportive. They're going to tell you you're great whether you, you are or not. So, you know, I mean, it's going to... So go. And if you think, if you're already keen to do it, maybe just <laughs> be polite and let other people come. But I'm just saying that this, this is the art of life. It's not, you know, people say playing to your strengths. And that, I get that absolutely. You know, a plumber should plumb. He, you know, a hammer, as in someone who likes to hammer, uh, to a hammer, everything's a nail. You know what I mean? So uh, as in do what you're good at. But at the same time, when you're working in through life and your faith and you're wrestling with some of these tensions that you're never going to solve, it's, it's not like done, solved. I'm perfectly public and private. I'm perfectly in God's world and in the world. And, you know, you're never going to, it's just a tension that we're going to carry. But I'm, I want to encourage you today that the feelings you've felt are actually normal. The, the heart, the pressures, oh. And then something happens and you cop a whack in one area and you're like, oh, and you recoil and you want to stay. We all want to stay in those comfortable areas. But I'm saying the, the fruit in, in a living, vital life and a living, vital faith is when we jump out of that comfort zone and go into something else. Does that sound okay? And so in Acts Church, yeah, they're in the temple and they're in house to house. They're doing it all and it was amazing. It said they had favor, uh, well, praising God and had favor with all the people as well. They, they, were, they, they were praising God, but it's not like everyone hated them because they were boring and weird. They actually had favor with people. <laughs> well, what's growing around your life? Do you walk into an area, is, is there favor on it? When you go for jobs, when you meet people, when, you, when things happen, or is everyone against you? Do you feel like God's against you? I don't know. There's, uh, in, in Matthew 9, in, um, it's the message version, and it talks about Jesus saying, become what you believe. He's like, do you, do you believe this? Yes. And they said, well, become what you believe. And I want to encourage you this morning to become what you believe. Don't leave it a little easy belief on the inside of this bottle. But you're outside the world, your actual life, your actual body, your actual actions and words. Let that become what you say you believe. We're waiting for God to rain down power from heaven. Maybe it's going to come from the inside of us. Maybe from God's spirit, in our spirit, these spiritual truths. Maybe that's actually how it's going to earth out. And he's going to say, it's actually going to come out of your wallet. It's going to come out of your hand. It's going to come out of your mobile phone. Someone texting, sending a blessing to someone else right now. Or ordering their food from the Skip app. (laughs) I wanted to encourage everyone today to become what you believe. Do you know, reminding each other, stirring ourselves up in the faith is not a problem. 
saying the same thing. We're going to be talking and preaching and reading out of this book, out of God's Word for the rest of our lives and for, for centuries. And that's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean it has to get boring. It's like potatoes or eggs or anything. You can eat them for the rest of your life. But there's something about adding freshness to that and you still want to eat it. It's the same substance. And in our spiritual walk, we've got to go back to the fridge. Some, some of you used to think, man, I used to be full on fire of God, now I feel flat. It's because you haven't gone back to the fridge in a few weeks. You know, we, we're so diligent with our, our physical bodies about that. Oh, it's been a couple hours, I better eat. Blood sugar level, all this kind of stuff. But our spirit, suddenly we work out we're getting less results. We're, less, we're more lethargic. And then we remember that we were spiritual giants. We remember we used to read God's word. We remember we used to pray or worship him. But we haven't, our body hasn't actually done it in months. And we wonder why we've got no energy. Let's go back to the fridge, to a living faith, to a living food, to a living life that we can see. And I, I can tell you, not only you'll feel different, but you'll notice seedlings growing up around your life. Rather than everything being a dry pond, you'll just notice life. You'll notice, wow, I actually did something for someone and it worked. Is it going to change your life? Are they going to get saved and all this kind of stuff? Maybe not. But it, there's, a, there's a seedling of life. Well, you might have, something might have changed for you in a work situation. Made redundant, fired, business closure, whatever. And you're like, well, what's next? Well, I'll tell you what, there'll be a seedling of life in something. It might not have anything to do with, with what actually is going to end up. But God's still prompting you to do something. Do something in your body. I've got nothing to do today, God. We'll go on the job site or bless someone else or, I don't know, rock up here or do something. You know what I mean? Like bake a cake. I mean, it's not hard. Do you know what God says his will is? Whatever. Like, <laughs> you've, got, you've got choice in this. He said, do good to all, especially the household of faith. There you go. There's a realm of God's will to do something in. <laughs> Philippians 3 says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you, it's safe. I'm telling you this morning, rejoice in the Lord. Oh, that sounds boring. No, 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 no. It's safe. Keep rejoicing in the Lord. Stop rejoicing in all this other jazz. Start rejoicing in the Lord again. In your car, put the rejoicing, put the joy of God back in your car. When you wake up, put God's joy back in there. When you meet that cranky relative, put God's joy, just front load it with joy. Uh, and, and then you watch. I mean, you're obeying, literally, you've got a scripture, you're obeying God's word there. You're obeying his will. It says, finally, if you think you've done everything and nothing's worked, the scripture says, finally, great, you've done everything else, then finally rejoice in the Lord. Finally, just get stoked and celebrate him again. You've played everything else. You've taken everyone else's advice. Just rejoice in the Lord again and watch what happens. It, Paul says, for me to write, to write the same thing to you, it's not tedious, but it's safe. It'll hold you on track. Honoring God with you, giving God back your body, rejoicing back in Him. I know it's pretty simple, but I tell you what, it works. It works so much and so powerfully. Can I pray for you this morning as we close? That living faith, transferring it in a living way to other people, living it in a vital way. Father God, thank you so much for these amazing people. God, these people that you created. Lord, I thank you that they they have a you have a will for their life, and it's for their fruitfulness and their abundance, Lord. And I thank you, God, that the seeds of faith are, are growing in their life. And Lord, right now, you're reminding us with spiritual fervor of the people that we used to be, that you've, you, you designed for us. Maybe a younger version of us, maybe a version when things were working. But God, you're reminding people right now, you're giving them a picture of their former self when, uh, when, when you were the greatest thing in their life. 
And God, I thank you that it's still in them, that the gifts and callings of God are without, without repentance. Lord, I thank you that your plan for their life is still intact. Lord, that your calling on their life is still intact. And God, I thank you that the adventure in you is still there waiting for them just to walk into. And so, God, I thank you that this is the day that you have made. We do rejoice. We are glad about it. And God, we thank you for this opportunity today to learn, to grow, and to change, and to, again, celebrate you in all your goodness. And so we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.